timing thanks for doing that just as i press record it's all in the edit it's all in the edit yeah right that's, that should be the name of the show um we don't have a name we do have a name all right it is um one minute past eight they don't need no i'm just letting us all oh. sync up oh right yeah oh, okay. synchronize cool. what it's like the goonies <laughs> or something like that <laughs> yeah. all right hello they don't do that anymore that's not a thing no what the goonies have we started I think so. Yeah, I feel like it was time. Yeah. You know, what, you don't, you don't, you don't like films, it was always like, right, let's synchronise watches and then they're going to do something. Films well, five. Anymore, that kind of stuff. I don't need to do it anymore. We've got mobiles. That's the problem with mobile phones and fucking now they all just, time. Now we all just look at our mobiles. You know that wire, you know, the, uh, where you get radar-assisted radar like watches and clocks now? They don't, they're, they're being um, phased out. Good, about time. And also, Back to the old days where you synchronise watches. That's what I want. Analogue phones, by 2025, no more. They'll all be on the internet. What's an analogue phone? Just like dial-up. Oh, what, what? VoIP. We're going VoIP, are we? I don't know. Yeah, are we? Voice over Not internet sure. protocol, probably. Yeah, or WAP. Yeah, bring back WAP. That's what I'm saying. Wireless application protocol, yeah. if you're asking. So that's the future. Yeah. Welcome to the... Oh, I did a shout. It's too loud. All right, you can turn that down. Uh, welcome to the Pacific Demand podcast uh, uh, with your boy Coops. That's me. I'm Famous. For, hang on, I'm finished about doing, doing my bit. Right, Famous for on. Coops Shows You, a series of uh, Instagram shorts. <laughs> Available on the internet. Available on uh, Instagram. Uh, and Bernard James. Hi, I'm Bernard James. Not famous yet, but working on it steadily day by day. I think, you know, my diet's it's, good. It's a hard I'm cost to bear. I'm doing my bit now. I can sorry, tell mate. you. I'm doing my bit now, so. I was just... I mean, I pretty much it, come to the end of it. Yeah. But I was just it's, saying... It's a bit annoying. Coming from someone who has seen fame in the eye, stared it well, down. you were a mess, mate, when you saw it. Yeah, I did. I was scared of it. Yeah, it was to too be honest, much. But too much fame. I tamed it. Well, did you? Or did you just... Well, I let it run away. Uh, yeah. It, it left you. It never was interested in me in the first place, to be <laughs> no, honest. I was just tempting it with a go-cat. Well, well yeah, maybe you were. That's, maybe you were. that's assuming I that fame... Like it. it made it ugly. It's personifying fame as a cat. Yeah. Which everyone should do more. We've got a guest here as well. It's the cat of fame. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> um, those familiar with uh, Perceptor Man work, previous work, uh, might uh, recognise the voice from our very first Paper Cuts radio show. In fact, the first episode of our radio show, Paper Cuts. Was that the first one? It was. Well, we're not entirely sure, but we think we it think was. It, it was definitely was, yeah. one of the first two. So you were the first guest. Yeah, definitely the first guest. Wow. Yeah. So, and that was a while ago. So now you're on episode much. two of the Pacific Man podcast. Well, technically episode one. Yeah, well, oh yeah, because we had a pilot, which is yeah. great. Yeah. So... Wow, well, thanks very much. I'm honoured to be here. It's excellent to have you here. My name is Frank. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what I was going to call myself. There's so many. Beforehand, beforehand, these two were like, oh, we go by our our rap names. And I'm like, what's my rap name? I don't know. I didn't really know what to call myself. So my name's Frank. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me again. That's oh, nice. It's really lovely. excited it's to good. be here. Good friend. Great. Friend of Precipta Man, who's not a man. <laughs> Precipta the, the Man entity is Precipta a record man. label. So yeah. record label, podcast producing, thing. Just, in, um, you know, things. We make music. Creative stuff. Well, Precipta Man's been going on for a, a while. It has. Yeah. You've always been yeah. really creative and you've always been active and it's a good thing. 
Yeah. You should be proud of it. Well, this is the thing. We are terrible at doing these introductions and giving context to who we are. So, yeah, I guess Pritchard's Man has been around a long time. Yeah, it's done, we've done a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, writing stuff, creative work, writing workshops and things. Well, well yeah, but back when, when how we know Frank, um, we used to do a, an event. We're actually in Eastbourne right now, in location in Eastbourne. Um, and we met Frank through um, a night we ran called Monday Mike. That was the first Monday Mike. Mike. Yeah, and do you, Hannah, do we, did we ask you to DJ for us? Was that it originally? Because we got in touch with one of it, because you're like part of 12 Inch Matters. So if any Eastbourne heads out there know the hip hop, shout out 12 Inch Matter. Shout out. But they were covered in Hip Hop Connection magazine, weren't they? Once. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah, we got record of the issue, the hip-hop record of the issue and the hip-hop reviews. That Look cool. at that. Pretty amazing. That we beat amazing. Out, I mean, I don't want to brag, but we beat out Public Enemy and we beat out um, a Ghostface record or something. It was it was cool. It was a it was a big moment for little like, small town. Absolutely. That is awesome. Yeah, and we did all right. We were very proud of it. Yeah. So shout out to Ed, Phil, R.I.P. Sluggity. Sluggity. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. But it's a great record. Yeah. Thanks very much. Sunshine Coast, if anybody. Welcome to, to Sunshine more. Coast. This is where the sunshine like most. Yeah. Sunshine's most. Which is true as well, statistically speaking. Yeah. So. It is statistically speaking, this part of the Sunshine Coast is the sunniest place in the UK. And it's, so, I love it when apparently. raps are based on facts. Yeah. yeah. Fact, fact rap is, fact it rap is, is a subgenre of rap yeah. that isn't yeah. explored enough, really, is it? No, it no. isn't. We could go in deep on that one. Tonight, yeah, we? I've got. Um, I, think, I think we should at some point. Yeah, I think we should. I've got some serious facts. So it's good to have you here. You were a bit. I suppose you were there at the start of our journey, trying to find a little scene to exist in and make music in with mm-hmm. a little weird rap stuff that we did, and somehow we got introduced to you. And I'm not sure, but then like came fast friends, and then you were also a fantastic mastering engineer. Mastered Thank you very pretty much. much every piece of music we've made I think as adventures oh, of and I did some solo stuff for you as well yeah. I've never pulled my finger out to finish any solo projects oh, oh so okay yeah it's must be thumb in the pound <laughs> thumb in the pound <laughs> so what is this podcast you've tuned into it's a podcast about hip hop and it's basically our opinions about hip hop stuff yeah and just you know chewing the fat chewing the hip hop fat chewing the pH fat I expect PH, pH, like a level of acidity. Yeah, no, like fat. This like, fat is very back acidity. in the day when you'd be like, "That's I mean, fat," like PH fat. Well, I don't know if anyone ever said it like that. <laughs> I might have. I was totally with you, Frank. With like keeping on the facts level, keeping it yeah. down to science. Yeah, exactly. Facts and science is mostly what this podcast's about. Uh, I've got, I've got a fact. What is Alkaline rap. Um, the new so, so there's an, an album I just wanted to just kind of mention, talk about. Um, that I've discovered this week after the pilot episode we did on like Monday mm. or Tuesday um, and we were talking about uh, Gangstar and their new track and I was a bit indifferent to it. I don't. We've also got a bit of a correction to make there because we did lead everyone to believe that the, the new Gangstar single was part of a, a wider release so we banged on about an album and in fact it was a bit of a big set of ours big, big chunk of the podcast talking about the forthcoming album and the Hidden ethics, what it will be that, like, yeah. yada yada yada. Turns out they're not. It's just a one-off song. So, so. talking about facts, that wasn't a fact. <laughs> that? Um, the fact is that was a fact, but it was a fake fact. It was, yeah. it was a fake fact, and yeah. we were, it was a trick fact. It, it was just a playful trick fact. Yeah. 
Um, I read it. Though. I definitely read it somewhere though. That somewhere documented that it was going to be an album. But anyway, yeah. it's not. Um, so as much as we love facts, this podcast isn't verified by facts until like after you published it and someone yeah. says, "Oh, do so you we know verify facts? Yeah, we've got time to verify them. Yeah, yeah. or someone points it out. Mm. Um, but I was talking about um, Ga- uh, Gangstar. We're talking about DJ Prem, Legend, obviously in the Boom Bap arena. Boom. Um, but yeah. my favourite. Uh, producer of that ilk is Pete Rock uh, from Pete Rock and Seal Smooth. Another legend. Yeah, another legend. And he has just released an album Shut with a rapper. Up, if you're listening, <laughs> Pete Rock. <laughs> oh, he's definitely listening. Yeah, he, he yeah, loves yeah, the yeah, Eastbourne yeah. hip hop yeah, scene. He's so he's always keen to see what's cracking on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> um, uh, he's done a new album with a guy called Sky Zoo, who I'd never heard of before, but he's been around for a while. Uh, New York MC, and it is awesome. It's got some really good features. Jada Kiss is on the album. Mm. Black Thought is on the album from the uh, legendary Roots crew. Uh, and the beats are amazing. It's a really good boom bap like album. So where we gave you the false promise of a gangstar record, take that promise and put it in this record. Check it out on Spotify because it is D-O-P-E dope. PH. That's dopey that's, dope. That sounds, re- that sounds really good. Dopey dope. <laughs> I think that's, like, for me, I, I've always been a bit sceptical about being one of the people who's, I just love boom bap, boom bap, boom bap, boom bap. But when I listen to modern music, I suppose because I'm, you know. You love boom bap. <laughs> basically <laughs> love boom bap. I, I try and get into like, a new, like what people are putting out in, in the UK at the moment. I was listening to this Slow Tie album. Um, it's got a lot of critical acclaim. And I think I just need more time with it. But again, with the beats, like they're, they're, I just can't vibe with them exactly. And it's just so much easier for me just to be listening to some boom bap and just being like, ah, oh, I get this, I get this, I can nod my head to it. Probably because that's what I'm comfortable listening to. If you can hear that in the background. Yeah, ironically for the Sunshine Coast. We <laughs> it's, are, it's raining. It's raining really hard. Yeah, yeah. so you might pick that up, but it's yeah. not your stereo. It's not your internet connectivity. It's literally, it's the most natural thing in the world. Yeah. Rain. Hopefully the, hopefully like the bed, like the, the beats that we're putting underneath this, was going to be underneath this to a low level, will drown it yeah. out. Well, you yeah. know, we have to have beats underneath it. I because... wanted beats all along. I mean, I'm a beats brother. I'll give you some they beats. With, they, they do call me the beats brother. Yeah. I've heard all that many them. times. All, all of all, all three of them. <laughs> all three beats. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you're one of our brothers. <laughs> So, anyway, that is a great album. Check it out. You can. You no, know, that's the, the best thing about like being able to do this kind of thing now. Is when like, was it released? Sorry, man. Uh, it came out on Monday, I think, or Monday the or what? last Friday, or whenever the latest like release date was. Probably Friday. Most new music comes oh, out on a Friday. Said, most released on Friday. Yeah. Friday, twenty seventh of September, twenty nineteen. Mm. For those that aren't listening. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or listening, and if you might be listening in the future, you'll all be listening in the future. It's impossible. <laughs> it's not being broadcast live. So. It's already out. You can find it. But that's that's what's so good about this kind of thing, like being able to talk about music now. It's like not like the old days where you would talk about an album and you'd be able to say to someone, oh, go on, you should really check out this album. And they're like, well, to do that, I need to go to town. I need to have at least tenor on me to then gamble on whether your recommendation actually means anything. Now, everyone's got a Spotify account or near enough. They all pay the money already. They can check it out essentially for free. But, which is cool, but, you know, when you used to take a tenor down to QVC or Powerplay or whatnot, you'd 
listen to that record, whether it was good or bad, a good few times to yes, justify true, the spend. You true. know, you wouldn't just give it. I, I remember I bought, uh, you know, I bought lots of bad records in my time, in my time. And uh, you do just commit to it. It's like, I've got me. There's got to be something good in here. Yeah. Or it's well, like, no, I love this. Well, yeah, telling your mates you before had you that, tell it was shit. Because you had to. Um, because you had to give something away, something away, like monetary, whatever. However, you got the output. <laughs> Hopefully, just, yeah. you were just paying money for it. Or <laughs> oh, your freedom. <laughs> in prison, listening to it on a Walkman. Can I have this album, please? Yes, of course. That'll be five weeks in this cell. <laughs> no, I think. Yeah, it's easy because it's. I mean, it's a really cliche thing to say, but music, I think, now has become a lot more disposable, and there's a tendency to just listen to something once and then discard it. Whereas before. You had to. You almost felt compelled to to put effort into building a relationship with that particular piece of work, with that album, with that single EP, whatever it was that you yeah. bought. And actually, I think it's much better now. As a as a someone who listens to music, as someone who has always been a as someone who's always preferred a, not necessarily a single in the, like a single package, but I like songs. I don't necessarily like albums. And I think, although it's kind of, although I know a lot of people would disagree with me, I know a lot of people would agree with me. And someone who just has always just like listening to music, whatever, I could listen to, to new musical music I haven't heard all the time. I'd only mm. very rarely go back to stuff that I really like already. Um, you know, is it, not as a hard and fast rule, but... You know, so it's just really, it, I think it's much better now. I don't actually think, for what we've gained, I don't think we've lost all that much in the way that music is now consumed. Yeah, and I'd agree. I, I suppose the way I listen to music, I've got a Spotify account, I pay for it, um, which I resisted for a long time, but then I just thought, well, you know, why not? Love it. Like, do listen to a lot of new albums. But equally, um, I really like their discovery playlists. And their, what is it, Discovery and or your mix or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think no, generally yeah. that's really solid. Um, and, yeah, I find that. But I suppose the one thing I don't find, like, I will actually stop it when I hear something that's awesome and I, I want to go to that album. And it's a shame when the album disappoints and it's not too strong. Because I, I guess I, I do love an album mm -hmm. and I like hearing that journey and I don't like having an album on shuffle. I'm quite pedantic. I quite like hearing it from the start to the end. Yeah. I mean, the only album I've heard in recently, and it's not a, a rap record that's done that amazingly, is Billie Eilish. Like, mm -hmm. I just thought that I think that album's fantastic for someone who's what, like, sixteen or seventeen or whatnot. I know her, her brother produced it, but still, phenomenally crafted album. And I, I guess I just like that, but I don't think that's going anywhere mm -hmm. because, as well, you've got places like Bandcamp. Which we didn't have when we were coming up. Bandcamp is brilliant. I love Bandcamp's Bandcamp. fantastic. Mm. I don't spend enough time with it. Like, we release our stuff. Mainly because the app's rubbish. Because yeah. obviously yeah, the app's, everything, the app's everything hinges on an app nowadays. Because it, it is how we access everything. And you know, so I think that's the biggest it downfall with with Bandcamp. Camp. The the app does not stand up to Spotify in mm. any way. So I think yeah. that limits people. You know, and. I don't know what it is, but even the login just seems clumsy. And then trying to find what you've bought in your library, yeah, uh, it's it's a pain in the neck. But even the principle your of it's music great. on there as well. You have to kind of search for your music. Yeah, um, maybe I'm using it wrong, but I had to do that as well. Like the stuff that we release on Precipto Man, I kind of have to search it to find it, which seems daft, especially when they got an artist app. So I yeah. should be able to navigate those two things together. 
But I think I think going back to what you're saying about kind of albums, mm-hmm. I I kind of fit sit in the middle there because I lo- I do love an album. You prefer EPs. I prefer <laughs> yeah, short attention span. So I I think that when I think about albums before, you were right. Like if you you bought it, you were committed to it, yeah. so you would end up having a relationship with that body of work. Regardless, because you would listen to it however many times until you got your next album or until you just started listening to something else because you, you decided it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. But you'd give it a week yeah. before you made that decision. Yeah. And quite often you would find, or at least I would find, songs that I didn't like at first end up being your favourite songs. That isn't going to happen in the future because of Spotify, because people listen... You know, I've seen... I can't, or something I read, or it might have been a podcast I was listening to, but they're talking about a lot of music reviewers and also just younger people now, when a new album comes out, they go to track one and they go about 25, 30 seconds in, play about two seconds of it, skip to the middle of the song, play about five to ten seconds of it, skip to the end, five, ten seconds. And then if they like that, then they'll bother listening to the whole thing in one go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is how a lot of people are consuming music now because there's so much choice. There's no room to learn to love Something, some of the more obscure records that artists made in the past that you were committed to because you had it on CD and you just wanted to listen to it. Um, yeah. yeah, I get you. That is going to go to a certain degree. There'll always be some people who are prepared to commit and just listen to an album over and over and over, which I've done with this album I was talking about. I've listened to it quite a lot this week. Um, but certain albums like that, you know, those kind of boom bappy kind of hip hop albums, they're just great background music anyway. Like, mm-hmm. it just sets a nice vibe. It's why that whole uh, Spotify playlist thing for, like, lo-fi beats has become, like, it's in every design agency in the entire world now. Yeah. It's like, that is everyone's go-to work music because it's chilled. It's co- And this is just the same. It's just got some great lyrics over the top. But mm-hmm. actually, if you're not in the mood for the lyrics, you, 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 can, you almost tune them out for the sake of the vibe. And I think... That is almost going back to what you were saying about what you like about Boom Bap in that that is why the beats are so important. The lyrics are great and when you take the time to listen or the odd bar or line comes through that, and you're like, oh my God, that is amazing wordplay. But you might even tune out by the end of that phrase Mm -hmm. and they go on and talk about other stuff and then you're just back into the vibe. Mm -hmm. That's quite unique to Boom Bap. You don't get that with a Dre album. You know, you're, you're in... You listen, you're locked into the thing yeah. to, as, a, as an entity, whereas Boom Bap has got that lovely vibe where you can just kind of pick and choose with how, you know, where the the, the, the kind of focus is at, at, at the time. Well, I think that's why, I thinking of, like, the UK stuff, for me, that's where Low Life came in, and I really love what they were doing there, like, really focusing it on, like, a lot of English, like, folk samples and whatnot but with a vibe I could really understand and get. It's like that that old NPC kind of thing going on. And it's frustrating for me at the moment that I feel like there's a lot of good UK stuff around and I just I have to work to listen to it. And that's absolutely fine because, you know, we shouldn't have to feel that everything's handed to us Spoon on a plate. Spoon-fed and, like, and, yeah, watered down and, like, this is exactly what you expect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it's great that someone like Slow Tie is coming around with a vibe that is... It's, it's really punky. It's great. But at the same time, I have to kind of work to listen to it because I'm not used to the rhythms and, and all that kind of stuff because I'm so... I just 
spoon-fed on American culture, really. Mm. That's I think that's what this links back to. Um, even with the, the, the low-life stuff, it's kind of still kind of heavily influenced by the boom-bap stuff we were just yeah, talking about. absolutely. Um, where you've got newer labels now, which are kind of feeding off something a bit more UK, which is great, and I, I, I'm, I'm behind it. I just don't want to kind of put it on after a hard day at work and think, oh, yeah, it's not I've got, got that same vibe. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you just want to be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm in it, I understand it, I know where it's going, and I'm excited by it. Which, yeah, it's frustrating that... But we should all work harder. I'm going to work harder to listen to more cool stuff by UK artists. Well, speaking of UK artists, which yeah. I've got my notes here, Dr Syntax and Pete Cannon has released a new song this week called... Have you heard it? ...called Mayhem. Yeah, I have heard it. Um, and it's kind of like... Uh, it's like a love letter. Well, I, my understanding of it is like a love letter to, like, 90s rave culture. Like, the synth cool. part is obviously reminiscent of that it's really high bpm um it's really good obviously dr syntax is a legend right? he's yeah, a great yeah. mc and he yeah. hasn't aged like it's like he was born 32 and he's <laughs> he's still 32 um it's it, it's it is weird um the video he's done obviously at a festival because he's constantly on the festival scene like what a what great career I feel like he's had like that kind of he's just hit that sweet spot of of having kind of being revered but as far as I'm aware he's a professional musician he's not part-time painter and decorator like Jest has been over you know yeah, as far know. as I'm aware he's a professional musician mainly through uh festivals and stuff like he's hit that sweet spot of like being able to live off music but you don't have to deal with like fame like you know me <laughs> <laughs> but I, do you know what? I actually think it. I think more musicians, especially rappers. I mean, if I was in my twenties, I just really wanted other rappers to say, "Do you know what? I have a job," yeah. and not to have any shame with that, rather than everyone blagging that they were Jay Z or you yeah. know, they were making money from it. Because it's, I'm a pro. It'd be so much more helpful for everyone coming up just to be like, "There's no shame in it." Yeah, have a job and do your music. You can yeah. do both. That's great. In fact, that's brilliant. And this whole idea that all of us should be making a living from it, maybe that's a bit of a fallacy and it's you might enjoy it more if you didn't think that everyone should be doing that or that everyone was doing it and you were thinking you're the loser because you're, well, you've it. got a nine-to-five. It's the, it's the ultimate goal for any musician is to become is to be a professional musician and to have that as your sole income. But, you know, the, the reality of that for so many is, you know, it's totally out of reach. You know, even yeah. if we're talking... The amount of musicians in the country versus the amount of professional musicians, you know, there's no comparison in terms of numbers. So I think it's yeah, that whole that whole thing was just, just bullshit. But can I, sorry, bullshit. can I swear? Yeah, yeah. Good. Fucking hell, fucking yeah. Fucking bull. It was, yeah. it was bullshit. That's for the kids. Yeah. Um, but but that the children. That uh, that's really Sister interesting Manism. because that Sister I think man hates kids. <laughs> uh, that 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 aspect that remind that that's made me think of like. Spotify and the way that music is consumed and produced now, SoundCloud, anyone can put their music on Spotify. If you do it, if you, you know, if you, if you put a bit of work in, you can find out how to do it for free. Mm -hmm. Like, we are going to, I, I predict that we are going to, in however many, maybe even 100 years' time, it might be quite few and far, far between having professional musicians because everyone will be able to be a musician mm -hmm. and everyone is able already to upload it to somewhere where it can then be listened to like and all and and because there is 
so much scope for artists. Like my nephews, your nephew, they all listen to artists that we don't know quite often. But they're also artists that other people of their own age don't even know because everyone can go so niche now because the music genres are almost infinite. So I wonder if, like, Beyonce and Justin Timberlake and, like, Jay-Z are going to be, like, almost the last of their kind because instead of having, like, multi-multi-megastars that everybody of every age and every culture knows, you're just going to have a lot of kind of middleweight like professional musicians or celebrities within their own genres, within... So you'll have, like, you know, the 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 guy that everyone who likes grime knows, but it might not spill over everywhere else because if everyone suddenly now likes... or everyone else likes country or whatever... And I just wonder whether this, this huge scope for different genres of music means that you're going to end up with people just bigger bigger like subgenres and people are just going to be focused on them well i think i think there's always going to be room for megastars i think you know like the music business thrives on megastars on people at the very top hoovering up money from from everywhere else you know there's yeah. always going to be adele's ed sheeran's jay-z's beyonce's whoever you want to think about it they're not going to be i mean it you know we're looking at a different landscape quite obviously compared to the music industry from like the 60s through to the early noughties but there's always going to be room for that. I think what's exciting is, as you said, there's, it just gives chance for, for for more genres to come, for people to be for people to be more creative. Yeah, and I think it's going to, if anything, I think it will. There's going to be less financial reward. It's going to be more difficult for the creators. Yeah, that's. But it will allow. I think it's going to allow more of a sense, more freedom for creators because I think a lot of them. You know, they, I think it's more realistic now. I think creators, musicians' expectations are probably more realistic than they were however many years ago. So I think, well, you know, maybe if I'm not going to be on, I'm going to say top of the pops, I'm showing my age. Well, no one is. But, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, no one's going to be on top of the pops <laughs> Unless anymore. you're a time traveller. But I think they're going to be more, you know, it's it's not it's not so much megastardom or bust. Anymore. No, it's always going to be... You can be a Dr. Syntax. Yeah, you can be a Dr. Syntax, you can be a jest, you can be a whoever in whatever genre it is. Yeah. But, and there's always going to be room for you, you to... You can get by. Yeah. You might be able to buy a house and just live a normal life, but have an audience. It yeah. just won't be a huge... You, know, you and I are fans of Synthwave, for example. Mm -hmm. yeah. That wouldn't have come about if it wasn't for the internet the and internet. this optimization of production and, and the opportunity yeah. for people to find a niche and start building a little culture there are people who are yeah. real like 80s heads and like, mm -hmm. run you know podcasts that are based on the 80s yeah. who are only now finding out synthwave exists and it's well, exactly. existed for like six or seven years now yeah. i mean i mean there's no i mean there's no there's virtually i say there's virtually no money there's pretty much no money in it at all mm. i know i actually know the guy um, who was responsible? It's, he's called OSC, Os, Os Collective, or something. Oscillator. I, something. I'm really sorry, Big Steve, Aussie. for getting your <laughs> name right now. Um, but I know he's um, he did a, an EP called uh, Boys on Boards, which was something like the one in like a really big one of the most downloaded EPs on on the whole of Bandcamp in something like 2016, 2017. I mean, it was a free release, but. It, you know, even even then, like it, it was just very little money in it. Even if he charged for it, there would have been very little money in it. You mm. look at the you look at the labels in that genre, and they, you know, and they, 
and how much money you think they make versus how much money they actually do make. It's, you know, there's a, virtually no money in Well, they're all labours of love. But they're charities, well, exactly, in, essentially, but, but aren't but they? That's very t- that, I think that's typical for a lot of genres, but a niche and not so niche. So, you know, there's a lot of people just doing it because they really want to. And I think, mm. actually, that's quite... Ex- from a listener's point of view and from someone who loves music, someone who's been involved with music, that's actually a really exciting point of view. Exciting time, rather. So Yeah, it's exactly what we're doing. It's exactly what we've done for the past, what, 10 plus years. And I think the money, like, it's almost like the piece of the pie, if, if, if the pie is money, the, the, the pie's not got any bigger, right? So, and if we were all doing it for money, we should probably make some different music, I suppose. Well, give me um, a fork. Get, and you can eat that pie. I can eat that pie. <laughs> you can. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. Music pie, but yeah, I think everyone should be. I do think, like even like, you know, you had classical composers whose scores weren't found in, until they they died. I always think about Eva Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. Always, I don't know why. Always. I just can't get her out of my head. Like Kylie, <laughs> <laughs> but like that is another thing that the internet allows you to do. Like you, no, let's face it, we don't get an awful lot of streams so far. Adventures of. But it could happen at any point. Now, it's there. It's on the internet. It could be found at any point and discovered. So hopefully it'll be soon now. Well, it could be. But that's almost like kind of waiting to be discovered a bit by... Drake, you know, which is yeah. which is a bit silly. I think, like, not to say no, your no. Idea I mean, silly, I mean, but I I don't, when it, I say discovered, I mean, say we've got this creative thing. Yeah, we enjoy it. There's a couple of people out there who rate it. It's on there. Yeah, that's I mean, fine. what I mean by discovered is not like suddenly like. I mean, I mean, just Getting finding a bit Spotify more of a discovery. Yeah. yeah, I mean, more like just yeah. pe- you know, it's an opportunity for people to find it rather than if it's sat on a hard drive that no one ever heard. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because um, well, you you've got to be out there to yeah. be discovered. Plus, if pro tip, get pro out tip. there. Yeah. Pro tip, get out there. Well, don't put it on a hard cast. drive that is encrypted. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's encrypted handcuffed either. to Frank. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the other thing. I mean. I, we spent a lot of our 20s doing gigs and doing events where we were meeting people and I stand by it. You know, the only way to really make an impression and get more followers is to do live stuff, like meet people face-to-face, unless you're very lucky and manage to get big, which again is like lottery kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The way to it, like, when you listen to, well, I listen to podcasts with talking to independent musicians, it's like, well, Buck 65 said this once, didn't he? Like, effectively, I'm a traveling t-shirt salesman. Yeah. Right. The money is in the tour, selling yeah. t-shirts. Um, the streams aren't. It's not it. It's yeah. not enough to sustain you. And I watched, there's a great film called Adult Rappers, which is... Uh, oh, I've not seen American, that yet. Um, ...American rappers. Majority of them all, all work in... A shout-out to Holding Court, who did a, a, a cinema screen, screening of it. Um, but they all had jobs. And, you know, they're, they're doing shipping orders for records, CDs, whatever, when they came home, managing their families and stuff. And it's just like, they're a musician, qualified and doing it, but it wasn't going to go further than that. And maybe that was cool. Some of them, that's cool. I think some of them, it kind of wasn't cool. But it, it's almost having the pride to be able to be like, I'm not going to jack this in just because I haven't gone platinum. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Peace. <laughs> uh, speaking of albums that haven't gone platinum, yeah, Brother Ali's album "Us" ten years old. Ten years week. old. So I started. Gave that the pilot, didn't we? Yeah, went back, went back, and gave that a listen this week. Enjoyed listening back to that album. It's a great album. Word, so it's good that you're true to your word. Yeah, I'm true to my word. Um, and um, 
It's a good album, that. <laughs> Great. No, yeah, really thanks. Thanks for that well, stellar I review. I, <laughs> I, I did end up like going back to like my favourite track on it again. And um, the. See, it's not about the albums, it's about singles, isn't it? About the good tracks. Well, y- yes. You know, it is, <laughs> it is an important aspect of it. Although I don't think it was a single. Tightrope, I don't think it was a single, but. Um, uh, it, there's a line in it that because there's a there's a verse about someone who's who, who's in the closet and their their father or their family are making them feel bad about it and I was just thinking like how expertly done that verse is and there's a there's there, there's some lines on it and I'm not going to quote them because you, it'd be better if you listen to the song but the third verse is specifically about that the other verse is about other people going through very difficult situations and so on but. The way that he writes that verse about someone going through that kind of issue, I then started to think about what other examples of rappers who were kind of fighting kind of uh, for gay rights and that kind of thing, and I inevitably thought of Macklemore and the song he did, Same Love. Same Love, right? Which is, which is, which is great, and, it, and I loved it at the time. Um... I would argue, on reflection, Brother Ali's little verse says just as much, possibly even more, than the whole of that song. But then the I started... The whole of Macklemore's career. <laughs> but I, um, I, after, I... It reminded me of... Um, have you seen the film uh, Pop Star? Don't, never Stop, Never Stopping? Sounds oh, like by Lonely, Lonely Island. Yeah. No, I'm not. It is... Brilliant. And within that, he, the, the main guy is a guy called, I think he's called, uh, some, he's called like Justin For Real or something like that. And he does a song which Pink features in. And Pink is obviously quite a big activist in herself. So the fact that she lent herself to this song uh, is brilliant. But he does a song that's basically taking the piss out of Macklemore's song where he's talking about gay rights, but at the end of every single line, he's like, not gay. And <laughs> it's it's so good, and at the end, he's like mentioning like it. it, it every line is like because because that Macklemore's got quite a few lines in. It, he's like, I'm not gay, but if I was, blah blah blah. It's, it's brilliant. So I just wanted to recommend if anyone hasn't watched the film, the film's great. But that soundtrack, the pop star soundtracks on Spotify, it's probably the third or fourth song. Uh, it is brilliant, and obviously the Lonely Island, they they can they can do some great rap songs. Their production's brilliant. Really funny, but also like not not lacking lyrical ability because they're obviously labors of love. They obviously love the genre. Talking of songs that had a good intention and didn't quite pull it off, reminds me of the LL Cool J song um, where he teamed up teamed up with a country singer. Oh, was it Tim? No, that was it, it, and it was about racism. Yeah, and about the chains thing. Chains, yeah, chains, Confederate flags, and do rags were some of the rhymes. Yeah, um, it. If you haven't heard it, check it out. It, it, it's it's phenomenal. Wasn't in that he, it exists. That was him putting a full stop to racism, wasn't he? He, he was like, racism's done now. We don't need to worry about yeah, it anymore. If you forgive the gold chains, I'll forgive the the, the slave, slave chains, chains or whatever. It, yeah, it's some pretty chain gangs. Like curious lyrics going on there. A really odd song. Wasn't um, a single though, was it? Wasn't a single. It got heavily criticised when it came out. Don't know why. Um, if you haven't heard it, go and listen to it because it's bizarre that it exists. I can't remember the name of it. It's called 
Accidental Racist, and it's by Brand Paisley Brand featuring Paisley. LL Cool J. Yeah, it's it is weird. Um, it's dangerous making I'm songs I'm just a like white that. man, if you don't judge my do-rag. Coming to you from the Southland, I won't judge your red flag. Trying to understand They're trading lines here, by the what way. it's like not to be. Living yeah. in the homeland. That's the kind of melody that's kind of going on there. And what's LL Cool J doing? He's doing like LL Cool J stuff. Go on. Just kind of keeping it. Throw some down. I'm not going to throw some down. Go on. I can't do LL. Come on, we can all do LL. can't <laughs> do LL. Whipped cream, almond, taste of that cake. <laughs> and that's about tits. Ooh. So. And that has a lyric from one of his songs as well. Yeah. From... He's, a, he's a sexual beast. Oh, he's all over. LL Cool J. He is. He's been... Oh, go on. What have we, we got here? We lost you to the lyrics, Frank. He lost me to... That uh, should be the name of the section. When you were like, he's a, he's a beast. I was like, oh, yeah. He, he is. is. You're not wrong. Ladies love. Ladies love cool Jay. He's been doing lots of tweets recently <laughs> yeah. uh, explaining, going over his song lyrics where people have misquoted them or written them wrong. It's oh, yeah. really boring. But it's good that he's correcting everybody. And that's a really good use of social media, isn't it? Fact rap. Yeah, fact rap. It just kind of comes full circle, right? LL Cool J is like the president of fact rap. Yeah, oh, yeah. When I think about fact rap, I'm always really... thinking of LL Cool J. That's <laughs> yeah. who I think of. First he really needed love. That was a fact. That was a fact. Yeah. Did he ever find it? I don't know. Hush? I don't know. Hush. He really... That he was did. a tune. I forgot about he Hush. Hush, yeah. baby, I'm beautiful. This is what I'm gonna do. <clears throat> That's um, great. <laughs> Oh, that's the song. That's the one with the really weird lyric where he goes like Siamese twin connected by brain. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which is oh, what? <laughs> and then he also promises to swim to France. He swims to France. Yeah, it, he we, promises to swim to France. Is he talking across the Atlantic or across the English Channel? Well, oh, well, whatever I, it takes, girl. I swim to France. <laughs> yeah, I presume the Atlantic. It's right? coming from America. It's coming it from the East where Coast. It. LL Cool J. He could have recorded. It I don't know what he said his name. Yeah. Maybe maybe record it in Ashford. Yeah, it would be and more then, and then, feasible. Yeah. He's, yeah. He is big bloke, though, isn't What's he? He could swim. Oh, 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 okay. So we, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a big he bloke. He's right? okay. there. Yeah. He's a giant. <laughs> he's huge. He's got the longest legs I've ever seen. <laughs> he's. Uh, I've got a tweet from him. I'm just going to quickly read. You got t- you got a tweet from LL Cool J. Well, I found you it. Got... Yeah. It's, it says. It <laughs> yeah, says. Got tweeted I'm assuming this. I'm assuming this is a song of his. Pink cookies in a plastic bag, right? It says, is when you literally turn that and it's got peach and then just, just, just like, like water. You don't know if this is a song of ours. You're just reading a tweet. Have you? Yeah, but that'd be pink cookies in a plastic bag. What do you think hang that on. means? I actually hang think on. this, this is a lyric. Peach yeah, yeah, yeah. and then spaff. Yeah, I, spaffing on a peach inside <laughs> out. Spaffing on a peach? What the hell? <laughs> Looks like what, look. I know. Oh my God. I know what spaffing on a peach Don't look means. at it. It's not porn. I know, you I'm, looked at it like I was I showing what, you something explicit. It is explicit. Get, right. Does he actually say spaffing on a peach? No, this, that was... Yo, can I, can it's I a peach say, emoji <laughs> and some water coming off of it. This is a song, apparently, called Pink... Is this real? Pink cookies in a plastic bag. Plastic bag getting crushed by buildings. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to get to that bit. You're ruining my, my skin no, That's here. the name of the song. I didn't. I genuinely never heard of it before. Yeah, well... Why uh, was I, do you in want 1993, to know the I wasn't listening to his album 14 Shots to the Dome. Do you want, no. do you want to listen to the lyrics or not? I shouldn't ask that, actually. Right. Getting crushed by buildings, and then it says, is standing carrying your sex partner, then tossing them on the bed at the head, at the height so of the is, is this the actual lyrics, or is this some misunderstood lyrics? These are the actual ones. This is a breakdown of the chorus. Good. Then tossing them on the bed at the height of the O, 
and then more spaffing and a, a face like that's like, oh my God, and then a mind being blown and then just a happy love face. So mm. it's probably sexy. Sounds sexy. So where does it go to? Like, what, what should we have heard? That's what that? that is what you should have heard. Oh, right, Those okay. are the lyrics. All right, but people have been mishearing hearing it. Is that what we're well, saying? I don't really know. I've never heard of it before. Well, he shouldn't be really cutting down on his use of plastic bags now, shouldn't he? So I, you, I mean, this was ninety three, though. To be not fair, aged well has it? No, it, it, it should be bag for life. Pink cookies in a bag for life. Yeah. Getting crushed by a bag for life. <laughs> oh, and also That's a modern day problem. In the pilot, we bags for life for days. In the pilot. I, th I think he heard the pilot because you know in the pilot I we talked about the lyrics of one of his other songs did, yeah. where I said he he calls himself Big Ellie and I was like no one's ever called him Big Ellie. He's he tweeted he's tweeted on the twenty first of September just saying one of my early rap names hashtag Big Ellie because uh, okay. lots of people have probably heard the podcast and gone yeah. nobody calls him Big Ellie but he's no, convinced that they did and he, now he's tweeted it he's hashtag Big Ellie quite a lot since. I think he he would probably know. It's like Big A the Elephant, isn't it? If he it? knew that's whether that's people called him Big Ellie. I think it sounds a bit like Nelly. It does sound a bit like Nelly. Doesn't it? Yeah. All, Nelly, most of the I'd same letters. Like, big, mm, big Nelly. Big Nelly. Big Nelly, Big Ellie. Big Ellie rolls, rolls off the tongue better though, doesn't it? Big Ellie. Big Ellie. Sounds like a, it's an Italian man. <laughs> it's, uh, Ma you know, Raphael Big Ellie. Some kind of artist or I mean, there's a lot pizza of manufacturer. There, that was so racist. That's probably why Sorry, he changed it to LL Cool J. <laughs> Sorry. So, that's great. I, I, wanted, I do want to keep a regular LL Cool J slot, though, because there's always some material there. Um, other things worth mentioning, just to move on from there. In the world of LL Cool J? Uh, no, just in the Generally. world of rap, because we know so much about it. Um, Moz Def's album, Back on Bla Black on Both Sides, is now 20 years old, or is in wow. like a week. Really? 20 years. Can you imagine? That is birthday. Miss Fat Booty. 20 years, man. That's one of the songs. Makes you no feel old. says it like that. Yeah. But it sounds cooler, doesn't it? It sounds really cool, yeah. Hey, peeps. have you heard that tune? <laughs> no, I haven't. What's it called? Miss Fat Booty. <laughs> oh, look it up. Thanks. Yeah, it's by Raphael Baguette. <laughs> <laughs> um, Classic Raphael. Uh uh, but uh, just just twenty bring, years bringing it round. Times. DJ Prem produced one of the songs on that album. Mathematics. Like yeah. yeah. Well, he's our rival, isn't he? From the old radio days. Yeah. Watch out. One day. Um, one for you, Frank. Remember, you you is is. Uh, I think he's. I could be wrong, but I think you introduced me to a, a producer called Jai Paul. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. New Drake album. Yeah. First track samples Jai Jai, Jai Paul. Does it really? Yeah. Uh, wow. The new it's Drake really album cool. is. Excellent. It's so, the best thing from him for years. And that's the kind of thing we were talking about earlier. Like, Jai Paul, I think he lives in somewhere in Greater London, mm -hmm. made that one track years ago. And I think you, I mean, you know much more about this than I do. Like, you, you introduced me to him. Um, seemed to be a bit mysterious. <laughs> right? I personally introduced well, him. You, you know, you sent me the link and you were like, yeah, this is My good. good mate, Jai. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows if he's real. He lives in the ether of the internet. Yeah. He's in the no, 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 I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Um, and then now he's on a Drake record. Is he the guy who did that song? Down, down. I don't know why he sang it like that. I suddenly sang it like a 12-year-old. Genuine, I honestly don't know. I don't Baby, know are you down, 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 down? No, you don't. I'm going to have to Google that. What? What, that house track from the 90s? It's not a house track. It's what? It's a hip-hop track. 
There is a track called Down by Dr. Funk with a PH, going back to the PH. <laughs> going back to PH. <laughs> but that's not who I'm thinking of. No, well, Jai, Jai Paul is one of those characters. He, he had, he kind of came out from nowhere, had a really big release, and then took ages and ages mm. to do a follow up. And then it was so hyped up, it, I think it got leaked or something. And then it never really got, re- and then it never, I think he pulled it. It's, he works with like his brother he or, Jai his it. or something. He Jai, he Jai pulled it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, but he is, he's got, he's one of those artists that was just, who made such a massive impact in such, yeah. on just, just off one release. And, and yeah, and then he kind of disappeared and it's, again. He seemingly, yeah. well, he didn't disappear, but he just went underground. Like, yeah. no one saw him, no one heard anything from him for years, and then he surfaced again. And it doesn't surprise me that he's getting he's getting sampled because he has been hugely influential. Yeah. Jay Sean, that's who I was thinking oh, of. Oh, okay. Do you know who that is? He, yeah. did, he did that song, Damn! I still don't know it. Yeah. It's a banger. Know. I'll play it later. Go uh, back with a bed track Paul, for this though. whole thing. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's that first track that is on the Drake album, that first mm-hmm. one that... Like, Got interested, and the first time I heard that track, it really reminded me of the kind of work that Prefuse seventy three did, like a decade earlier. That yeah. really kind of close attention to detail, but really kind of for me redefining how you might interact with hip hop. And I thought that was great, or, or just music production as a thing, as a tool, like being a, a kind of very attention to detail producer. Mm-hmm. Probably almost like you expect to be on Warp Records or something like that. It's kind of that kind of Aphex Twin, it doesn't have an Aphex Twin vine, but it's that same level of detail into the mix. So it's it's cool that he's ended up on a Drake album, I think, because bully for him, I suppose. Plus the album is amazing. Yeah. Like, it really is good. I like Drake a lot. And Drake did that same kind of thing with Samford, didn't he? And Samford's another um, UK artist. He's got, he's always quite liked the UK. Um, isn't he? No, it's not him. And yeah, isn't he signed to Skepta's label over here or something? I don't know. I think Sanford is from the UK. No, I mean Drake. Sanford is definitely from the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, Drake is, well, is, I, well, was I signed really, to Skepta's label. I don't label. Really know how to feel about Drake. Because on the one hand, I think I haven't heard anything of his that I really, really, really like the first time I heard it for a good number of years. But he seems to be really... He seems to be sort of plugging away in the UK quite a lot. He seems to like a lot of UK music, a lot yeah. of grime, a lot of UK rap. He did the Top Boy. He produced Top Boy. Then he yeah. brought it back and put it on Netflix with his money. Um, but I know that he... I did splits, not know that. He split, well, he splits opinion as well because he had like Wiley just the other week calling him a culture vulture as well. I think it was... I think he may not have used culture vulture. I know he called Ed Sheeran a culture vulture, but I think he also described... Drake in those terms as well because he just said he's coming over and he's just taking taking the UK culture like, like what's his deal actually personally I don't really have a problem with that because I think we if, took the American cause, culture cause if you, if for you, years if you like something hip-hop. you like something I know it kind of gets a bit messier when you start uh, pumping money into it or making money off it I think more to the point but yeah I, I think it you know broadly speaking I think it's a good thing and I think it's cool that 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 some that a Canadian really likes uk music to that extent that he wants to get really involved with it and he is good friends with various you know with various artists in the scene yeah and you know uh, it, it seems to be all, all, you know well and a positive thing i mean no one cares about my opinion well maybe you do but like um but i would never put drake and jai paul in, in the same sentence no previously and 
I don't then, know if he knew, but but then Drake, but then Drake, you know that that massive um, was it One Dance that yeah. track? I mean, he sampled. I feel like the the song chorus of that that was sampled off a off an old UK house track, um, and I think it was UK, but he sampled it off a house track, and then he worked with Wizkid, who's like I forget. I'm being really ignorant here, but he's, he's African rapper. I forget exactly what country. Apologies, um, but yeah, you know he he has he has got form with working with people from who aren't just from America, who aren't yeah, just from yeah. Canada. He's and got I, a widespread. Yeah, of, I, and I, I think that just shows. I think that shows what a what, what a keen ear he has um, mm. for, for for being able to find stuff from, you know, casting his net wide and finding stuff that he really likes and being able to bring that back into tracks that he makes and tracks that, you know, he would normally make anyway. So, yeah, fair, fair play to him. That's what I say. Plus, do you know how quickly he goes from zero to 100? How quickly? Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Real quick. I mean, Real motherfucking quick. Real motherfucking quick. We literally quick. quoted the song somehow there without even really realising. <laughs> Um, there's a good I think it was either, I, mean, I love the beat on that that, I mean, that tune I, it's just so like visceral and like I, I feel mean, like I'm gonna fuck everyone up Don't, nobody fucks with me that's one thing I love about certain hip hop tracks they can give you that edge of like you're walking along and you're like I could fuck up anyone but I wouldn't because yeah. I couldn't but you just you feel that edge you and you feel cooler than everyone if you've got your yeah, headphones on you, you want edge. that swag and then you're like so they're like in Spider-Man 3 when <laughs> when he changes his hair car is yeah. walking down the street <laughs> yeah and he's listening to the Rasmus yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that with Drake I think there's uh, he's it's that thing like how far away from hip-hop has he become though how far he's away bigger from, than hip like, hop. Like he's like he's still a rapper, but is he still? And I'm using quite an old distinction that I know used to be made quite a lot in the '90s. But he's still a rapper, but is he still hip hop? Mm. And I think a lot of people find it distasteful. And there's this whole thing of you know, there's it's not to do with music, but there's that whole thing him liking girls that are perhaps slightly too. Yeah, the whole Millie Bobby Brown thing. His current girlfriend, who's been with for a, a couple of years, and she's only just turned eighteen or something. And it's all, I think he's kind of, I think he's become a bit too much of a celebrity and I don't know, he's a bit, something slightly odd about him. But that's just, you know, but that's away from, that's away from hip-hop, so whatever. You just know. just going back to his sampling, yeah. though, <laughs> just because I, I don't know anything about that stuff, should do. Um, but there's a great episode on a podcast called Switched on Pop, which talks about one of his, um, one of his hits and goes really into where the samples have come from and how much attention to detail he's paid to the the landscape of where those samples originally belonged and it's great i mean i can't remember what it is the song um but there's a yeah there's a podcast called switched on pop it's on there and they really go in on this one song and kind of figure out where it all came from and, and you come out thinking like oh yeah he's got a lot of stick for doing exactly what we were talking about like taking samples from places but in this instance, he seems to be doing it with quite a lot of attention to detail and care. I think he's he's very self-aware. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. I don't think I've noticed anything on the new album specifically about like the kind of age of his uh, relationships concerns. No, no, but no, in regards to his terribly. reputation, he's very self-aware and he addresses things very, um, very well. You know, and very articulately. Mm -hmm. um, but that isn't. If Michael Jackson had done songs about whether or not he was a paedophile or not, it wouldn't mean that everyone was like, oh, it's okay, because at yeah. least he's addressing it in music. So 
you know, it's... Um, but it is interesting, and he, he does know where he sits within hip-hop, aside from that other yeah, controversy. Yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I and he I, knows he's hated, and of that infamy, it just charges his, his fame. It, mm-hmm. the, the non-info, the, the famous side of it, so... It's at least five songs on an album done, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Easy, easy work. Another thing that, um, just moving away from Drake, well, taking it back to DJ <laughs> Prem... DJ Prem, oh, mate. DJ Premier. He always comes back in. DJ Premier. To give him his actually how he Primo. says it. Primo. Yeah, I always get really nervous about how to pronounce it, so I, so I always just... I didn't realise until Premier. very recently. Premier. So no, he, I said Premier. He produced a track on Limp Bizkit's second album. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I was not aware of that. Um, and I only realised recently that his name is shouted out by Fred Durst at the beginning, but he says it in such a weird weird way. I just thought it was Fred Durst just making cool noises. It's like, DJ Premier, like that. But all I ever heard was like, DJ Yeah. Like, because it's Fred Durst, so you just think, oh, you can get away with saying any old crap. Like, he's a talentless (laughs) MC. Well, he's not talentless. He's a very talented marketeer. Uh, Marketer, he's not a talented MC. Let's face it, bonk. Um, But anyway, DJ Prem... I saw an advert on some kind of social media site for a DJ Jazzy Jeff show um, done by the Doctor's Orders in London sometime okay, soon. Yeah. Oh, okay. And on the, uh, uh, the, the, the visual, the little photo, is a picture of DJ Jazzy Jeff and then a quote that was like, um, he's, my, uh, he's one of the best DJs from... And the quote was by DJ Prem. It's like, yeah. but Jazzy Jeff's... Is he not bigger than DJ Prem? Like, in regards to... Not that it's a bad thing that he's he's complimenting him. He's not. But I was like, that's almost like... I don't know. I just felt like everyone already knows Jazzy Jeff just because of Fresh Prince. and like, He's got a more famous name outside of hip-hop than DJ Prem. I thought it's quite a weird way to market that gig. It's like, you're not going to struggle to get people to go and see DJ Jazzy Jeff. They don't need Prem to... To endorse him, if you don't know who DJ Jazzy I, Jeff is, you're I, not going to know who DJ Premier I think, though, is. I think you've got DJ Jazzy Jeff and DJ Premier, who are probably two of the best and longest-lasting DJs in in hip hop. And you know their careers have been thirty, you know, thirty years now. Both of them, but maybe a little bit. I think they're probably for, pretty maybe, much bang yeah. on the yeah, same, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. they're starting out the same. They so, might not got signed the same year, but they probably started at the same time. But, yeah, like, and he's, he, I think just having, you know, it's like having just a very, very, wide, you know, widely respected contemporary going, this guy's, hey, get a load of this guy. He's yeah. really good. Mm. And, you know, it's just nice. It's it nice. is nice. I just thought it was quite weird because I was like, that to me is is like... Hang on, I'm trying to think of a way of saying what it's like, but it's what I'm trying to say is someone less famous than someone saying, look, it's like um, someone... Oh, Christ. I suppose it's weird because they're both hip-hop heads. So you would presume that if you're a head, if you want to say that, and you'd know that... Jazzy Jeff is more than Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's like it's it, yeah, it's it's like Prince saying, "Have you heard of Michael Jackson? Like he's great. Like <laughs> everyone, more yeah. people know Michael Jackson than Prince probably worldwide. I don't know, but it's that that was my kind of thing. It's like you you don't DJ Jazzy Jeff is the one who should be endorsing people. Like you don't need endorsement from someone who's on 
but, you need endorsement from a different sector of the industry. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be then Prince. He saying, would need hey, endorsing. You know, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Because that would make sense because then Prince fans would be like, oh, no, I didn't actually. He could do with some endorsement for his acting because, I mean, I do love him in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but he's not, not coming out with any Emmys, is he? <laughs> That bit when he got thrown out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite. Set away for sister, sister, really, didn't it? Then, with um, oh, was it? Uh, go home, home, Roger. Roger. Yeah. yeah, he was always getting thrown out as well. Yeah, <laughs> love all that stuff. People getting thrown out doors. Terrible. Um, talk about some new releases. We talked last time about um, oh, Felman. Oh uh, yeah, Felman's new uh, UK instrumental album and rapper. Yeah, and Battle MC. Yeah. Uh, his new album's called Beating McBeat Face. And it's really, really good. The On beats, Bandcamp. Beats for rappers, basically. So if you're a rapper and you need beats. And lo-fi chill-out beats. It's an easy easy listen. Whack it on in the background while you're designing something. You know, it fits right <laughs> into that too. Uh, yeah, it's really, really good. And also, he has a gig coming up. I don't know when this will be broadcast, but if it's in time and it's before the 19th of October 2019... Um, and if LL's you, passing through to into France, yeah, maybe you, you can you can go off. and you can see Felman performing at the upstairs of the Backbeat Bar in Brighton on the nineteenth of October. Actually, speaking of beats for rappers, um, I just want to give a shout out to my homeboy Evil Ed, who's yeah. instrumentals. Uh, on sale, they've been on sale obviously for years, but they're still there. Go out and buy them. He's just done. Some... He's done a more recent volume, hasn't he? Quite uh, within the last year or two. Uh, poss- possibly. I think I read about it. Possibly. Um, but yeah, I mean, however many, he's got loads. He's slowly kind of putting out, you know, his favourite cuts. Um, Who and mastered really, them? Um, yeah, I, I might have mastered them. But that's not the point. The point we just got to be honest about this kind of thing, you know. Yeah, we just got to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's cool that you did. Yeah, we owe it to I, the listeners, to be I honest. Get, I don't yeah. get... It's I, fact rap. I don't get anything from, from people... Buying though, you know, buying that, whatever. It's cool, you know. I did it because whatever. Yeah, it's but, cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, just, but yeah, if you're after, if you're a rapper and you're after some good beats, go and check out Evil Ed Instrumentals. Do I mean that's we? My, that's my, volume that's my plug, two that's was my plug for my for my for my yeah for my buddy. Volume two yeah. was probably my most listened to CD like for the whole of my twenties. Yeah, it's fantastic. We used really? to use it a lot on all our the time for paper cuts as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, um, seriously. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, shout out Evil Ed. Shout out Evil Ed. The other person we know who's released something again, I got a vested interest in this, is our man Solo Cypher. Solo. Record label Buddy. Buddy. He's on Procepto Man. Buddy, buddy, um, buddy. Check out his. Oh, mm. Yeah, great. Can you um, that one out? That's a weird. <laughs> um, buddy in the face. What's a buddy in your face? De la Soul. Buddy, off the yeah. track, buddy. Of three feet. Oh, did they say buddy, buddy, buddy in your face? All, all in my face, yeah. Yeah. All in their face. Yeah, all in. All the buddies are in their face. Yeah, every single one. Mate. They're not leaving anyone out there. All the buddies. I have a panic attack. I couldn't do it with all it's the buddies. Lo- I mean, to be fair, it's a lot of buddies. It's too many buddies. Yeah. I don't have that many buddies. So we'll let you carry on. <laughs> I don't have any. Buddies. But anyway, just finish this about Solo Cipher. He's yeah. just released an EP. Um, I've made the beats on it. They're sick. Thanks. It's, um, it's properly good. It is sick. It's, it's a. Really I good. think the EP is a little, little intense banger. Really. It's yeah. It's uh. It, it's 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 a it's a short sharp ride to Funk Town. And it's got that swag we were talking about. Yeah. Like it really it's has, and it starts yeah. off so like yeah. The beat's great, and the the rhyming, you know, Solo Cipher is. 
he's, he's got a reputation for a reason. Like he can yeah. deliver some bars. Yeah, he's fantastic. And that's what you're getting. The EP is called Drug Runner. Get it on Bandcamp if you want to chuck us some money. Great. If you don't, listen to it on Spotify because it's probably more accessible. Either's fine. Or both. Or both at the same time. You yeah, might yeah. get a phase, so that'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a, it is great, and I'm really proud to have worked on it. Sounds great, man. It does. Yeah. Well, yeah it's excellent. Not. Give me too many compliments because that's weird and uncomfortable for this. So. Should we, should we, we could wrap it up before we give you any more compliments. We'll give you compliments in private. <laughs> private compliments. Yeah. That's, that's the name for the next EP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this has been the Pursuit to Men podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank Thanks, you Frank. Frank, the romantic cat. Do you want to give any of your uh, pseudonyms to the listeners? Meow. Um, Meow. One thing we haven't said, yeah. Frank, Frank, a man of many talents, you did a remix of an EP we did called Feel Cool Forever. Um, and you remixed for a fair few tracks on that under this, and they're awesome, the beats you gave Are they on Spotify? They are on Spotify. Fly. And you use the production name Flight Fly Tap. Fly Tip. Fly Tipping. Fly Tip. Sorry, I should know that because you released it. Because when I was in 12 Inch Matter, I used the name Medici. Because at the time I was obsessed with the Medici family or Medici or however you pronounce it. What's that? What they were uh, like a big sort of wealthy family from Florence in the Renaissance period. In nice. Italy. And um, still are a very big wealthy presence in the world. Yeah, I think they because they, they founded one of like the world's first commercial bank or something are like they, that. Something yeah. like that. Is Raphael Bagelli part of? Uh... <laughs> oh, he's like he's like the modern head honcho yeah. of the of the Medici family. Yeah, but yeah, but recently, yeah, I, I, I do stuff on Flytip, and I took part in the really. I God, I enjoyed it so much doing the Precipitor Man. We got it the Great British Beat Off. I still, yes. I still chuckle Doesn't about that. Doesn't translate name. very well for Americans, that one. <laughs> no, no, no. I remember when we put it up on Reddit. That's and they were just wank like, fest. It's called, it's called <laughs> what? Yeah, but it's kind of great because we did get. So, what it was, we each gave, uh, got, had a limited amount of samples, had an hour, made beats, stuck them up. I did a yeah, few of those yeah. eventually. And it was yeah. great yeah. fun. Shout out to Lewis, who also got involved. Uh, or Cyril the Bop, or Cyril whatever, Bop, his, whatever name your name is now. But. Cyril LeBop. Cyril LeBop. I don't think it is that anymore. I think Jetic. it might just be LeBop. No, it's definitely not Jetic anymore. No, it should That's be. long That's gone. great. Anyway, but, yeah, sorry, I cut you off, but that was great. So, yeah, yeah, thanks very much. I really enjoyed doing all of that because I, I missed, you know, because I did production and then I did mastering. I feel like we should have all done a, this at the beginning, but in context of why I'm here. But, um, but yeah, it, it was just really good. It was just really good. I really enjoyed it. I really like production. I don't get a chance to do enough of it. These Make days. more beats, Frank. Yeah, doors always some... open. I've got. I, yeah, I, I could do beats. with some beats for my solo project. Cool, we'll do some beats. It's Fifteen years in the making, so Mate, it's going to be so good when it finally comes out. Yeah, it's it going to be like Jai Paul. Yeah, it's going to be like Sean Paul. Sean <laughs> Paul. All right, thanks All right. everyone. Thanks. And see you soon. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs>